Wesley, thanks so much for your time today. Welcome to KFM 94.5. We are a little radio station in Cape Town that just loves the Lumineers. So I had to get you on to chat. Oh, amazing. Well, we love Cape Town and being in South Africa. So that's a big deal to us. So, you know, you're going to come through in November. We're looking forward to what is going to be a spectacle at the Grand Arena Grand West on the 29th and the 30th of November. But I think it's important to get your understanding of the places you go to. You'll be in Pretoria as well, but for Cape Town and South Africa, you know, what are your thoughts about the place where we live? Well, to be honest, I didn't know a whole lot about it until we first toured there in 2013, I believe it was. So yeah. it was like the end of our um, our first album was a bit of a whirlwind for us because we went from playing really locally, kind of an obscure band, to being able to play around the world. And the strangest part was that those were the last dates of about three years straight on the road in South Africa. And those were the biggest shows we played <laughs> of the entire three-year run. So I don't think any of us expected those people to be at that amount of people to be at the shows. And um, it just shocked us. And then we kind of fell in love with the area and um, stayed longer after the shows and did things like safaris, but also spent a lot of time in Cape Town just to see it. And we had come all that way and we wanted to spend time there. So everyone always asks, you know, like who are friends and family, they'll say, what's your favorite place to tour? What are your favorite places? And um, inevitably it comes down to South Africa and Japan are like our two favorites as far as our minds being absolutely blown between the, in South Africa, the, the wine country there, the safaris, Cape Town itself, it's just unreal. Can I just record all of that and then add it to the whole Cape Town tourism promo? Because that's so flattering and it's the best thing to hear from anybody who comes to visit is the fact that it gets you staying longer. And all of the artists who I interview from abroad who come through, they always have a story about them staying longer. And you're articulating exactly that. There's something about the city, I can't tell you. I think this is why a lot of the artists come through and they buy property in Cape Town because they want to come back. It's unreal. I remember uh, there's some place that a guide who was like our driver for that period of the first tour, his name's Jono, and he took us around and then it was my wife and I's anniversary. He said, I know the perfect spot. He took us on this picnic and it was like off this highway, you could see into a bay and a sunset. And it's like, you're in this cliff. You might know it. I don't know exactly where it was. It's called Signal Hill. Yeah, it blew our minds, but we were there the whole time and he he gave us a picnic basket And there were kids in there that were just like making fun of us for having this kind of bougie picnic. And then at the end of it, they found out what band I was in. And then we became, he's like, oh my God, I know the Lumineers. All of a sudden they accepted some of our gifts of cheese and wine and and they wanted to hang out. But it was like this very funny uh, introduction into, we'd never been a band that people knew who we were. And it was like the first time being anywhere that someone was impressed or had heard of us. And it reminded me of that uh, Rodriguez documentary where we went to that record shop and we bring them our record every time we come through because that really showed me that that's a, a place where music is alive and well and that people make up their own minds about what they listen to and they're not force-fed things. You know, like certain places, yeah. it feels more generic. And it was so cool to see that the love for an artist that might have been obscure in other places, they were just sort of trendsetters for him. This is the thing about something like Cape Town and a place like Cape Town is that when you come through, it's also about the human. I feel like your openness, you do get people that lock themselves in their hotel rooms when they come visit. But when you get somebody who is open, I guarantee you somebody will say, hey, this is where you go or let's go out and have a drink together and let's have a conversation. And I think that's a big testament to the way you are and the way the Lumineers carry themselves all over the world. This is probably why you love Japan and South Africa because of the openness. And that's why we welcome you back 
back here again in November. We really can't wait for you to come through and to see more. So if you are coming down personally, I'd love to show you around. I'd love to show you some other things that you may not have seen in the first tour. And we can chat about this journey because you keep on talking about how the Lumineers kind of had this meteoric rise and that three-year tour in the beginning. And I think about your singles just off the top of my head, like the Ho Hayes and Ophelia's and uh, Stubborn Love and Angela. And then the new stuff like Bright Side, which is the name of this tour at the moment. You know, you guys have come such a long way. But could you humor me for a second? Can we go all the way back to when you were sitting there with, let's just say, a couple of pieces of paper and a guitar? This is the way my imagination kind of pictures it. And, yeah. you know, how do, how do you come up with a name for a band? You know, because I know that there were a lot of bands who would write down things like, let's call ourselves the White Stripes. Nope. Taken already. Uh, bullet for my Valentine. <laughs> Taken. My Chemical Romance. What? Lincoln Park. Oh, not too bad. So I always love the story as to how a band gets to their name. And I'd love to tap into that. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a good quote that leads into the story. There's a, a Keith Richards used to say that amateurs borrow and pros steal. I think that quote was actually stolen and he reworked that quote. So he stole that quote <laughs> even in telling the quote but for us our name was kind of bestowed on us accidentally so we kind of took the name it was sort of given to us by accident we were playing this open mic in jersey city it looks out over new york and it was this little club called lucky sevens and we were doing this open mic and typically an open mic there's not really someone announcing the bands that often but this case there was and he had his little notebook for that week it was a very organized open mic unlike most that i'd been a part of so he was announcing each band before they came on and he had turned to the wrong week and he had said up next we have the lumineers and it was at the time wesley jeremiah what and uh we get and we get up there and we go uh hey uh, i guess we're the lumineers tonight and it was this running joke and then that band was scheduled for the same time slot the following week and they were an all instrumental kind of jam band and so we kind of kept an eye on them and they eventually disbanded and we took the name always thinking that we'd have to get rid of it because it was a app you know it was a a dental veneer company had the name. <laughs> they, put, they put caps on your teeth and we're like, oh, they'll, they'll sue us so we won't be able to use this. Eventually, it just worked. It was okay to use and it fits us so well by accident. The songs we write are uh, strangely hopeful, but they're also really dark. And I think that combination, it, it fits with the name. We tried a lot of terrible names. We had, Our last name was so uncreative. It was just our first names, Wesley Jeremiah. So most times I just tell people when they ask, like, how'd you get him? Like, we stole it. You know, because that's what happened. We just like, <laughs> it's the American way. <laughs> that's the type of story that you can tell while chilling on Signal Hill with a picnic basket in Cape Town. Like, that's the stuff that we love here. And yeah. <laughs> that's why I ask, because it makes the music even richer. You know, when we listen to the track, let's just say Brightside and the songs there, suddenly you're your name comes alight, quite literally. And we think about Lumineer. Also, you know, for me, I'm a dreamer. I'm a bit of a creative. But I thought your story was going to come out where you think about the Musketeers and what they did. There was like an almost rebellion against the revolution. Yeah, but they yeah. were trying to do the right thing. But at the same time, there's a bit of Lumen, which is light. So I kind of saw you guys as light Musketeers, bringers of light, willing to fight for it through the music. Like that's the thing that I had in my head. Yeah, our, our producer of the last three albums, Simon Felice of the Felice Brothers, he always says that your art and your for us, our music, it's like you're holding a candle and it's a stormy night and you're on the edge of a cliff and it's raining and it's windy and you're just protecting that candle from going out. And that's how you treat it. And like, <laughs> it's, it's very much what you just said reminded me of that in the sense of um, it's, it's precious to you and you're sharing it, but it, it it has to be that personal, you know, you can't, I think uh, very early on, we realized that there's a lot of um, 
there's a lot of clever songs that are written, but there's not that many songs that are like sacred to the to the singer and sacred to the band. And trying to make music that um, felt like that for us, it's it gives us a lot of hope that people latched onto the music, even at, as dark as it could get or subversively dark. Like a lot of it isn't as happy as it sounds. Yeah. Um, but it's it's trying to be truthful and uh, I guess like a little authentic to who we are because there's a we always felt like music was divided into these two groups. It was like, some of them were like jingles and some of them was like, some of the songs were actual music and songs. And so but our, our joke is like, you'll go to a fancy party and everybody's really, you know, um, kind of pretentious. And they'll say like, what, what do you do? And we say, I do songs. I do songs. You know, like, that's it. Uh, I love that. I love the authenticity in that story. And I do the same thing when people ask me, like, hey, Carl, what do you do for a living? I'll just say, ah, oh, do a bit of broadcasting. And then they'll ask you, hey, yeah. so so production or backstage, you know, what do you what do you do then? I'm like, ah, oh, just a little mic, mic stuff. That's all. But uh, you know what I love about it is that when people, when they meet you for the first time, there's a real authentic meeting. And I suppose that's how people meet your music. You know, I was actually, there's a place called, uh, it's called the Elephant and Barrel. It's a little bar in Franschuk, just outside of Cape Town here. I, I hope that you can go visit it. And I recall your song playing, Ho Hey. And the entire bar, people from all walks of life, people from different creeds and religions, and, you know, they all came together in this one moment. And everybody knew just just those two words that ho and the hey, that's all they needed to be together, <laughs> and and that was the one moment where I thought, gee whiz, this is an incredible group of people creating this music because there's this unity that I wish they could see right now because I'm at a random bar and everybody's <laughs> just going ho, <laughs> hey, and I, I love that so much, and I think that's what. I want to feel at that concert. Unfortunately, I wasn't at the first one, but I'm going to definitely be at this one. And I, I cannot wait for those moments with all those songs from Brightside and the older stuff. Like I really am looking forward to a unified experience with the Lumineers in November in Cape Town and hopefully a picnic basket on Signal Hill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, what was it called? The Elephant and the... Elephant and, and Barrel. barrel yes, Elephant and Barrel. Yeah, it's I'll a little bar... In a, a little wine country, it's called it's called Franchuk. Uh, pretty much translates to like French Quarter, uh, and it is just a little place. It's, it's you mentioned wine earlier. That's the spot to go just outside of Cape Town. It's gorgeous, great wine route, and that little bar played Ho Hey. And I think like that was the moment <laughs> where I realized, okay, I'm a Lumineers fan. This is me. I love. <laughs> groups and bands who can bring people together and that's what you guys do and, and that's what we need after all we've been through over the past two and a bit years we need live and we need live that brings people closer and that's what the Lumineers that's what you guys do yeah I think that's the the role of music in general is to just uh, it was a reason why people would congregate you know commune together was just to um, they'd see each other because the band was rolling through and just singing for their supper, so to speak. So I think it's been like that, but we've been really reminded of it um, over the last two plus years of the need to get together yeah. and, and feel something kind of collectively. Um, Cause for me, I went to church, but I never really connected that strongly with the organized church. But when I go to concerts, it was like this sort of religious experience for me as a kid. And um, you know, feeling less alone and things like that. I yeah. think that even as we get older, you don't, there's no way around that feeling. And it's one of the most beautiful 
things to, to go to a show and feel united like that. I can't wait. I was actually going to just say amen after what you just said now, which is quite a <laughs> quite a coincidence. But I think just just in in closing, you know, uh, beyond the incredible music that you guys put together and and help us enjoy all over the world, I needed to ask for for anybody who is struggling through their open mic nights right now, people who are you know, getting called up by MCs who have forgotten their names and are still jamming out and making the most of it. You know, for those people who want to get into an industry and still remain as humble as you guys are, like what what type of things would you like to say? Because Cape Town is rich with new artists and young bands and they are doing these open mic nights. But I think there's a lot of a lot of pressure and a lot of anxiety around whether it's going to work or not. So what type of message would you want to send to to those young Cape Townian, South African bands and, and artists who are jumping onto those open mic stages to try and get them to a place where they can hopefully be signed and hopefully do what they love. Yeah, it's a, it's going to be different for every artist, but I would say one of the things that we did that was kind of odd that worked out was, was we left New York city for Denver, you know, kind of, we headed West and in, in, in a place that was, we could actually afford to live. And uh, we didn't become like, you know, you know, yeah. economically dependent on a, working three jobs and then never playing music. So we went somewhere that maybe wasn't a music mecca, but we were able to tour a lot because yeah. of that. And I think that the key is to write and tour as much as you can. And, and so keep your overhead low is my first piece of advice. <laughs> and the last one is sometimes, um, you know, like how I met my wife. I wasn't looking to get to meet someone like that that night. I was just like out and meeting people. And I think sometimes people put so much pressure on everything having to be a certain way. And and one of the best approaches I think you can take is to try to wrap your life around it and see how you feel when you're doing that. Because uh, there's an incredible movie and it's free to watch on, on YouTube. It's called Before the Music Dies. And it has all these really great interviews with artists like Erica Badu and Dave Matthews and all these people and Dave Matthews at the end of it says, if you love music, just go play music, wrap your life around it, get a job that supports that and, and play the open mic. And it's just about following that versus trying to do it all at once. You know, I think it's just these, your passion will lead you to places you don't really foresee. And, and, and even if it's not exactly how you planned it, we didn't plan on doing this stuff. We didn't ever plan on going to South Africa. Uh, That was just a, a long, long dream away. So I think it's just keep it simple and just write as much as you can and, and, and do those types of things. And, and no matter what happens, you win because you're you're doing the thing that you, you love. But it, it's not going to work out if you try to be good at all yeah. the things that, uh, you know, controlling every aspect of it. So keep it simple. Be, good, be a good writer. Be a good performer. Wow. Dude, Wesley, that's exactly what people need to hear. You know why in this day and age, social media offers instant gratification. But what you've given is almost like this slow, tempered investment into your passion. Because a lot of people want it all at once. But you just have to keep at it because the minute you put your head down and miss an opportunity, you know, that's that's going to be quite detrimental to you. But if you just keep th- going on and doing your thing and strumming on your guitar, you're getting on your piano, or your drum set, or get your pen in hand or pencil, like that's the, the beautiful little places of passion that eventually become seeds. And those seeds grow into hopefully a great musical career. So that's, that's yeah, what the, like, yeah. Like, 
think just to be really simple about it, like I always viewed it as being an apprentice to, to music, you know, you're not like entitled to a paycheck. You're not entitled to anything. You're just a, an apprentice. And it's a, eventually one day they might hire you, but <laughs> until that day, uh, you know, just learn the craft. And I think if you, if you play that long game, good things are going to happen, but like, you're totally right. And it's really tempting that you see this beautiful depiction of everyone's life and it's not reality. A lot of it is sacrifice for this thing you really want to do. And that could be beautiful, but it's like, if my son wanted to be a musician, I'd be like, let's think about this. Yeah. You know, because like, <laughs> a lot go a lot goes into it, you know. And yeah. if you love it, great. But don't just do it for 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 some silly reason. It, it's gotta feed you. Um so I'm sure you know that in broadcasting and how how many jobs you took before you ended up where you're at and where you end up. It's just so many it, it's a crooked path. We're gonna need a we're gonna need two hours to explain that story, but I'm just glad yeah. I'm here. And I'm glad that it's taken me this long to get to this point where I can chat to somebody like you, Wesley, from the Lumineers. I, I you know, I was just jamming to the music and I get to actually be a part of an interview that will elevate what is gonna be a very special concert on the twenty ninth and thirtieth of November at Grand Arena Grand West in Cape Town, South Africa, as well as in Pretoria at the Sunbet Arena on the second of December. That's the magic right there. But it comes with work, consistency, and maybe just being consistent in your passion. And I can feel that from you. Thank you, bro. Appreciate it. No problem. Thank you very much for sharing a bit more about uh, the bright side of life, for advising, and for working so hard to create you know, some of the best music that I've ever heard, and music, more importantly, that brings people together. Because that's what we are planning to do in November in Cape Town. We are going to get together and we're going to celebrate, celebrate life, celebrate the Lumineers. Yeah, we can't wait. And I hope, uh, hope I can meet up and you can show me your uh, your version of Cape Town. Um, <laughs> there's 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 no there's no better uh, feeling than when you get to like be around somebody who's from the area and they're like, everyone says go here, but go here. You know the <laughs> the off the beaten path spots. When people come to Denver, I get so upset if they if they go to the generic spot. So I'm going to have to get a little hit list from you. I got your back. Don't worry about it. We'll sort it out. Uh, your people will chat to my people. Not that I have people, <laughs> but there's me. So your people can chat to me and then we can, we'll, we'll definitely connect in November. But thanks a lot, Wesley, for your time. And, you know, to, to the entire ensemble that you're going to bring along with you, just please uh, be safe on your trip here and let's have a good time. Let's just, as I mentioned, celebrate and be a part of what is going to be the, the Lumineer generation, you know? Light musketeers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like that. Uh, well, we can't wait to come out there. We'll see you soon. Awesome. Thank you, Wesley. And thank yeah, you thank to you. all of the people on this call right now, like, uh, you know, Liz and Dion. Hello. Thank you so much. I really yeah, appreciate you, it. Guys. Have a great day today. I know it's morning where you are. Yeah, it's actually afternoon, so we're good. I'm in New York. Oh, cool. Okay, on that so, side. Uh, yeah. Okay, it's a little yeah. closer than uh, than the other side. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Well, whatever you're doing today, please have some fun. Enjoy it. Don't work too hard. And yeah, <laughs> we, we trust me. You're gonna you're gonna need all the energy for Cape Town because we've we got it coming right back at you. Yeah, we cannot wait. We <laughs> literally cannot wait. So, <laughs> um, I'll see you soon, man. All right. Take care. Cool, Wesley. I'll chat to you soon.